Hey guys, welcome to Christian Influencer Inspired Podcast, which is a podcast about lifestyle influence with Zona Garrett and Mindy Hansen. Hi everyone, I'm Mindy Hansen, homeschooling mom of three wonderful children. I'm going back to school to be a registered nurse. <clears throat> I absolutely love being creative in all areas of my life, experimenting with flavors in my gluten and dairy-free kitchen, and being crunchy. Uh, and I'm Zona. I'm a person uh, with lived experience. Uh, I also am a professional and personal coach with ChristianInfluencerInspired.com, who, along with our team, has helped hundreds of individuals and entrepreneurs live and work in alignment with their God-given areas of influence. I am the co-founder of the Persons of Lived Experience podcast, uh, which is a offshoot of bringfreedom.org, an anti-trafficking organization. Also, you might have heard from me at local conferences or in church events across the United States. Happy Wednesday, and we're so glad you're joining us for episode eight. Today, we're talking about how we know if our coping skills are no longer working for us. Ooh. So when we're talking about being a lifestyle um, influencer, we're talking about love, identity, flow, and encounter. And sometimes coping skills is the difference, and having good coping skills is the difference between being able to love well, in right alignment, to stand in your identity, and to understand how you can flow into others' lives, right? It's that recharge stuff. So... We're going to be auditing coping skills that we've had and whether or not they're going to serve us in this coming season and the next season. Yeah, I think it's important that we we know this, that we can recognize when the coping skills are no longer working for us and that we need to pivot or find something else, right? Because um, if we don't, it can just stop us in our tracks and, you know, stop us from growing. So Go ahead. I did some research. <laughs> okay. I had to do a little bit of research. And um, the quickest thing that I found, there was a quick three-step way to know if your coping skill is still working for you. So the first part is to know, check your emotions, know where you're sitting when a situation happens. Um, Try to name the emotion if you can, and then how how severe are you feeling this emotion, right? It's always important that we know kind of what we're feeling, when we're feeling it. It'll help us recognize other things as well. Um, in this case, if we're cope, if our coping skill is working for us. So then once we've done that, we're going to go ahead and use our coping skill. Um, whether you're crafting, journaling, exercising, whatever your coping skill is, we're going to go ahead and we're going to use that coping skill. Yep. And then when we're done using that coping skill, we're going to reassess ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're going to figure out, did this coping skill help? Mm -hmm. Is our emotion still there? If it's still there, what severity is it now? Did, did it increase? Did we go from like a 10 to a 12, a five to a seven? You know, did it go up at all? Did it stay the same? Sometimes you don't get worse, but it'll just stay the same. And then did it get better? 
that's your goal is you want it, the coping skill to help that feeling that you're having, that emotion to get better. Did it go from a five to a three? Maybe it didn't go down all the way. That's fine. Um, and maybe a three is okay with you. Um, so we know that if it stayed the same or if it went up in severity, then we're probably going to be looking at another coping skill. And I guess that would be up to you if it went down a little bit, but maybe not enough. You could also try another coping skill. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the things that I noticed that I thought was really important and kind of where this whole section of our podcast kicked off from was being in a lot of transition personally right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been based out of the Carolinas for quite a while and then recently moved to Florida and I'm still kind of getting my feet under me here, honestly. And, um, I never expected, never expected to live in Florida at all. Not saying that that's a bad thing. Just saying if you had asked me when I was 20, if I would ever end up in the South, I would have told you absolutely not. Right. Um, which is super funny because I absolutely feel at home here. And um, this has been such a blessing for different reasons, but that's part of the Lord knowing me better than I know myself. Yep. Um, But with that being said, I was doing some research in the middle of all these transitions and they were talking about how each of your coping skills are supposed to work 10%. And then they're also supposed to work 10% of the time. So that means they're supposed to help you relieve 10% of the pressure because most of us, if we can just relieve 10% of the pressure that we're feeling at any one point, um, it's enough to kind of keep going. It's enough to like help. Right. So like what Mindy had said about the stuff that she found in research was really good. I usually call that my peace scale. So Zero means I'm at complete peace. And 10 means that I'm at the worst that this emotion has ever done. Now, this only works if you can name the emotion, right? And sometimes for me, because I disassociate because of trauma in my past, it is naming the physical pain or where the discomfort is or something like that. So a lot of times, like when I was a kid, it didn't help me to name the emotion But I knew, like, I had a stomach ache every night. Well, it took me until I was, like, an adult in my mid-30s before I realized that was me having anxiety about my childhood and about that trauma. Because usually your gut, right, is telling you when you're not okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. But at the time, as a small child, not being able to say, hey, mom and dad. I'm anxious right now. I need help because I don't feel like, you know, I'm being able to be regulated. I'm not, you know, I don't feel safe. Those sort of things. Mm -hmm. Those were not conversations that we had when I was a kid. Right. I don't know that they were when you were a kid either. No. And it wasn't until I was a lot older in the last few years that I was able to be like, oh, well, that was my nervous system telling me like, you're not safe. This is not okay. You should not be in this situation, which I shouldn't have. Okay. Yeah. 
but I learned coping skills when I was a kid, right? So um, one of the ways that I helped with that was I actually would sleep on my stomach because when you put pressure on your stomach, if there's the, what is it? What is somatic touching? I don't know. I, I don't remember the exact word for it, but it's right. basically where you, you put pressure on your body there's pressure so points. A lot of people yeah. use uh, weighted blankets now for that sort of thing mm-hmm. to release those um, happy hormones in your system to combat where you feel anxious or overwhelmed or sometimes even overstimulated where it feels safe, like safe touching. Yeah. <coughs> so that was one of my ways as a little kid to kind of ground myself and to feel okay. Well, now as an adult, I can't sleep unless I'm sleeping on my stomach. Right. Um, you know, to be, but as a coping skill for a two-year-old, a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a seven-year-old, that's a pretty good coping skill. Yeah. And it at least relieved 10% of the pressure so that I could get to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So um, there are things like that in our, in our systems where, you know, we've learned something like, there were things like for me with the plants, like I found it's very grounding for me. Yes. You know, so people talk now about being barefoot all the time and going outside yeah. and walking your bare feet across the grass and all of the benefits that that has for your system. Well, one of the things for me is I've been a renter almost all of my life and very rarely have a consistent access to grass, mm-hmm. but I always have access to plants. So that's a way for me to get my hands in the dirt and to take on um, some of those beneficial properties that I wouldn't get because I'm not a homeowner and I don't have a yard. Absolutely. That makes complete sense. I mean, I did that too. Nature was very, um, very helpful to me in my teenage years before um, my mom and stepdad split apart. Mm-hmm. It's, I literally would get off the bus, I'd take my backpack, throw it inside the house, and we had, like, woods behind our house. I lived out in the country on a gravel road. So I would run through the ditch and just spend, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour at the woods every day after school. I loved it. Um, It was probably a little dangerous because there was a busy road by there that, you know, could easily been snatched or something, but I I would lay in the grass sometimes and just watch cars go by, and it was just so peaceful for me to do that and just kind of get away for that thirty minutes to an hour after school. Yeah, no, that that stuff's really good. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what you have to do is you'd have to identify your emotion. Yep. And then you put it on the peace scale with zero being complete peace and 10 being the worst you've ever experienced that feeling or the emotion. And then try to utilize one of your coping skills. And then you can go back. So if it's helped 10%, that that means that coping skill has done what it's supposed to do. So yeah, even a little bit, it's still working then. So like I had shared about stuff from my childhood, one of the ways that I realized that I wasn't regulating and that the coping skills that I had weren't working was all of a sudden, like I've never been somebody that really owns a TV or has watched many movies. I do obviously have Netflix 
and mm-hmm. a couple other streaming services. But it wasn't really until the pandemic and everything shut down that I really kind of caught up on most TV (laughs) and even some movies because I really hadn't been a movie watcher. I was definitely much more active, like getting out of the house, being with people, uh, that sort of thing. Um, But the doom scroll, the doom scroll was me. Like I was like, I'm not even looking for information. I'm not looking for what's actually the content of this. I'm just wanting the hit of like swipe, 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 swipe. Okay. Yeah. So, and I was like, okay, this is not working because I'm not learning anything. Right. But I'm also not able to make a decision in order to watch something longer. Yeah. (laughs) And... You know, I'm just basically done. I'm checked out. There needs to be something else there. So has there been anything like that for you that you've been able to look and be like, this is not working? Um, I think, yeah. So I don't know. There's, there's obviously a lot not working, um, especially recently getting ready to go back to school, right? I just, even just sitting and watching TV kind of causes me anxiety because I feel like, you know, oh, I could be doing this or that, or even sometimes I'll sit there and be like, oh, well, well, and if you ask my husband, I do not sit and just watch TV and I don't do it well. So, you know, I just sit there and I feel bad, like, you know, I could be being productive even while I'm watching a TV show because you don't always have to fully pay attention to some of them, right? So, and more times than not, the thing that has always helped me in the past or one of the things that has always helped me is um, crafting. Crafting has been a big part of me relieving some of my feelings and they really get released through that creativity process you know you can feel your crafts you know they can feel that emotion and stuff and um and so yeah I feel like I need to get back into that it's been kind of a busy season so it's been a little hard for that um And then when I felt that way too, like recently, one of the things that I've started doing again is trying to read, um, not just the hundred books. I kind of started that, um, started trying to read like before bed and things, um, before we even started that challenge. So, (laughs) so yeah, that challenge fit in. Yeah. Um, Yes. So one of the things that I've been really trying to do is actually read before bed and get away from the blue lights. Mm Mm-hmm. And stuff like you're talking about and um, also letting scripture kind of renew my mind. Like, I think I just hit a point where I was like, okay, I have, I've reached all the, the roadblocks and the speed bumps that I can. And um, what I'm doing isn't working and yeah. it's okay to be in that place, but it's not okay to stay there. Right. Right. Um, so focusing on um, gratitude Focusing on um, just kind of unplugging and then connecting deeply, I think, are 
some of the big ones. So I did make a list of our of the coping skills that I'd used in the past and then some of the things that I use now. Uh, do we want to cut to our sponsor and then when we come back, we'll talk about more details? Yeah. Hey, listeners, today we have an exciting announcement for all of the book lovers and avid readers out there. Our podcast, Christian Influencer Inspired, has partnered with Books A Million, your go-to destination for all things books. If you're passionate about personal growth, spiritual development, and diving deeper into the Word of God, then Books A Million is a great resource. They offer extensive collections of Christian books, devotionals, Bibles, study guides, and inspirational gifts. By supporting Books A Million through our affiliate partnership, you not only get access to a vast selection of inspiring reads with access in over 32 states and online, but you also contribute to the growth and sustainability of our podcast. To explore the amazing collection at Books A Million and show your support, simply click on the Books A Million icon in our link tree. It will take you directly to their website where you can browse through the categories, discover new releases, and find books that resonate with your faith journey. Whether you're seeking personal insight, guidance on living a purposeful life, or looking for spiritual nourishment, Books A Million has something for everyone. Plus, by shopping through our affiliate link, you're directly supporting the Christian Influencer Inspired Podcast. So let's join hands and embark on a journey of knowledge, inspiration, and growth. Base, click on the Books A Million icon in our link tree and start exploring the incredible world of books that can transform your life. Thanks for your support and happy reading. So thank you guys so much for listening and supporting our sponsors. Um, we could not do this without each and every one of you and without them. Uh, it really makes all of the Christian Influencer Inspired podcast um, possible, um, as well as uh, you checking out their links. We do have those listed in the show notes, and they're always available on our website at christianinfluencerinspired.com. But... We want to go into detail about some of the coping skills from the past and some of the ones that we've kind of shifted. So for me, I would say with the trauma that I had, I definitely used disassociation. Mm -hmm. um, and it was very effective for where I was at. It works um, for a time. It does for a time until you realize that you're disassociating when you don't want to because right. you were triggered and you didn't realize there was something that was a trigger. Um, I became a workaholic. I was busy all the time. I had my schedule completely packed from morning until I dropped at night. And that effectively meant that I did not have to deal with any of my emotions because I was so busy. There was no processing time. And I became completely numb. Uh, some of the better coping skills I had was like cooking for others or, you know, getting involved in small groups, community groups, um, you know, building those deep relationships where you're actually seen and known and that are not at that surfacey level, um, which probably was bad because I'm fairly certain that some of those relationships were definitely trauma bonds. Oh, yeah. um, you got to start somewhere, right? right. You know, oh, you yeah. got to start somewhere. Uh, definitely travel. I would say that out of everything that I've done, I've traveled pretty consistently uh, and putting myself in situations to learn about other cultures and backgrounds mm -hmm. uh, 
And then, of course, venting. Right. <laughs> so we all do that. Do you have any other like ones that you've used like from the past? Um, so I did the dis dissociation for a bit too until I basically got numb to my feelings. And when you do that, it's really hard to use coping skills or to know if they're working. You know, um, growing up, I'd hide in my room. I did puzzles. I wouldn't just do, you know, normal floor type puzzles or the piece puzzles, right? I would do a lot of word puzzles. I still do that a lot. I love my word puzzles, waiting rooms, waiting for my child to be done with karate. They work everywhere, right? They're great. You don't, you kind of have to think about it, but not really, right? You can just kind of relax in that piece and just let things go. Yeah. And I love it. Um, I started to do a lot of baking, love making treats and I would candies. I like um, coming up with new things, changing things, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, just bringing that creativity into my kitchen, uh, new foods, dinners. I like expanding on things like that. Um, kind of taking what I know and creating new random dishes. Um, we were just talking about how it's easy to do that with Asian foods, really, right? You can, yeah. as long as you have a vegetable, some, um, you know, soy sauce, sesame seed oil, hoisin sauce, oyster sauce, you know, teriyaki sauce, you know, you can kind of mix in your sauces however you want with a noodle or rice, and it's really easy to have an Asian meal, really. Yeah. <laughs> May not be exact, but, you know, it'll taste good. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, things like that. Um, and then, you know, working on, well, part of my 20s was kind of working on, and still now, noticing those emotions and learning that I'm feeling this, it's this high, I need to stop whatever I'm doing, I need to walk away, I need to do whatever I need to do for myself, right? So usually for me, that's a lot of introverting, doing something while I'm introverting, right? Yeah, I don't tend to be an introvert. So that's not really something that I have as a strong suit. Um, I know for a long time, I would do this thing that I called energy vampiring, where I would go and sit in a very busy public place just to have like the commotion and the busyness around me in order to kind of recharge, um, mm -hmm. which is probably weird, but, and it's not the same, like I wouldn't have to necessarily have interaction with people like I know it looked like I was kind of introverting in a public place because usually I was like reading to right. myself or journaling or, you know, reading magazines or things like that. Right. But just having the commotion and the activity sometimes is what I needed in order to like recharge. Yeah. So one of the, some of the coping skills that I've worked on um, in the past up till now is, you know, taking that time out to read. Um, honestly, I find that I'm more resilient to things if I have enough water in my system. So being fully hydrated helps me to sleep enough and prioritizing sleep as a consistent thing in my life. Like I found that oh, yeah. after I was no longer running on all of the cortisol and all the adrenaline that I actually need quite a bit of sleep. 
So I'm sleeping more now in my life than I ever have, even when I was an infant. Like that's good. It is an infant that only slept from midnight to 4 a.m. Wow. As a newborn. newborn. I'm just saying, <laughs> my poor mother. Um, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and I didn't nap. I was not a napper. I wanted to be awake all the time. So, yes, she was tortured. You can feel very sorry for her. Yeah, poor mama. <laughs> um, so now it's like the first time in my life I've been sleeping. And it, it, it took me years to be able to sleep more than four hours at a time. This has been a consistent effort over the last decade to be able to even get to sleep eight hours. And it is crazy what that has done for my immune system. Oh, yeah, that'll boost it a lot. So very much. So huh. don't underestimate getting enough sleep as a coping skill. Oh, sleep is very powerful. Very powerful. <laughs> um, anyways, so those are some of the things that I've worked on for a long time to process. But you'll have to stay tuned because Mindy and I have been working on adding new coping skills to get through these crazy transition seasons. So even though we're still a little ways apart, um, we're still adding in intentional coping skills. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, make sure you're following along on our journey so that you guys can see where we're going with our coping skills. And we want to make sure that you guys are actually interacting with us. What are coping skills that you've used that have been really effective? What are ones that you thought would be effective that weren't effective? And uh, which are ones that you're like, this absolutely does not work for me? And why do you think that is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find all of those things on our blog at christianinfluencerinspired.com under our link on our under our blog link. Um And thank you for listening to us today. Don't forget to subscribe and listen to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share with your friends. We love more people. Uh, You can see all our videos and episodes when you become a Patreon on the show at patreon.com forward slash Christian Influencer Inspired. And tomorrow's episode, which will be our Thursday episode, is going to be putting together our initial list for our cleaning boxes so we can get some of these things out of our head and make some more mental space, get rid of some decision fatigue. So make sure you listen to tomorrow's episode. We'll see you guys on the next one. Bye.